You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Always aggravated. A Mike Valenti signature podcast. And we are back. It is always aggravated. We are with you. Time of taping. I don't know. What, what day is it? It's Tuesday. It's uh, a little after, uh, well, we're heading towards noon. Um, side note, you will hear Sully doing the interview with Dave Richard. I was unable to be here as I've got some uh, sad stuff uh, behind the scenes I'm taking care of as uh, Leo, the, the legend of our radio program. Um, obviously, I have two dogs, but who am I kidding? I like Leo better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, Leo, Leo is my guy. Otis is more of a mama's boy. The point is uh, I am going to have to put Leo down tomorrow. Yeah. So that is a sad start. But, Mikey, thank you for covering with Dave. Mm. I know Dave was very understanding. He sent me a very nice text. It was very kind of him. Um, Roberta, you have this morbid fascination. Like, you're sitting there with your hands in your crotch, and you're just like... <laughs> Like, like, really, red. You're like, what? I want to ask you some things, and I'm what? like, what do you want to ask? Like, what? Because what? I'm gonna have to do this soon. I'm gonna have to do this process of, you know, my dog is. Well, he's only like seven now, so we got. He's like what midlife? What I kind guess. Of, what kind of breed is he? Uh, our one dog, the oldest dog. He's a. He's like a mod. He's like a. Beagle, Bassett, Jack Russell mix. Well, Beagles he looks live, like Snoopy. Beagles live forever. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. be- beagles will get 12, 13 years old. And then we have a full basset. I don't know anything about basset. But he's still a baby. They terrify me with that that howl. <laughs> yeah, he talks to t- you. He'll yeah. talk to you. <laughs> um, but what do you want to know? What, what, what do you need to know from me? So, and, and the crazy thing is, is you you probably care for your dogs more than I take care of human beings. I know that's not. The case. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm no. just saying. All jokes aside, I mean, I disagree. But you're with, you're always up to date on the vet stuff. Yeah, but I and disagree the, and with this, a lot of your parenting that. decisions. But you take great care of your kids. Those kids don't go you do. for want. You do. You but do I mean, everything for no, those no, kids. yeah. But, that's but why I, you dress like such a slob, right? So they can wear Gucci, and then and they do every day. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, I always worry about, am I doing the best that I can do? Like bringing them to their regular appointments and the making sure they the got dogs. their the dogs. <laughs> making sure they have their, you know, the regular, you know, stuff that they need. And I, I don't know. I what, just get what, nervous, what are you but. asking me? This is, you need to communicate better. You're in the communication business. Well, first I got to know, is this, is this going to be a costly thing? 
When this has, when this happens, what do you mean? When you have, they have to be put down. They, you do get charged. They, it's not free. Oh. I mean, it's a. I mean, look, I'll define it as a couple hundred bucks. No. D- different vets, it costs different stuff, and then people lose their minds and and do other things. But I'm not going to get into that. And, and then, no, I'm not bringing the vet to the house. I find that creepy. Yes, you know what? I did wonder that because no that's way. an option. That's oh. one or two ways to do it. Yeah. No, I I don't get so it. So uh, you go in there, you'll be in the doctor's, uh, the vet's yeah. office. You'll just say your I piece scheduled, and uh, yeah, I scheduled it today. That's but you don't I'm watch doing. it, right? No, I'm going to be there. You're going to, oh, my 100%. God. A hundred percent. Why would I want the last person he sees to be a stranger? Mm-hmm. <sighs> no. Why would I want to leave him alone in a room without us there? Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? Ask yourself that How question. Can I, can I do that? It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to hurt. Mm-hmm. That's the whole premise of if you've ever loved something, it's supposed to hurt when mm. it goes. Like, yeah, I mean, Roberto, the, the popular thing people are doing now, which me and my wife decided that ain't happening, is you bring the vet to your house right. and they do it there. Right. Um, I don't want that memory in my home. Yeah. No. And I just, I'm not comfortable with it. Now, and look, I'm not judging anyone who does it. That's actually become the norm. Yes. Right. Um, wow. No. no my, I, my, my parents just did that a couple years ago, and they had never done that before. In, in your house. house? Yes, in their, in their home. Um, Can you for, take me through that? No, and there will be zero jokes from me? No, I just, yeah. I need to hear uh, this. Honestly, so, so my parents, we had, we had a dog uh, that was a golden retriever that had got up in age, and they had to unfortunately put him down. Great dog. Uh, this was a dog that I grew up with. But my parents were sadly had to put him down, and I remember my mom telling me, she said, yeah, you know, we've actually never kind of heard of this this method of doing it, but yep. the vet comes to the home, and we're, we're going to try this. So I said, okay, you know, whatever you want. And they had the vet come to the home, and afterwards they said, honestly, we were kind of skeptical about it, but they, they said, hey, it was incredibly peaceful. Of course, we cried and stuff, but it was... It was putting him to rest, you know, where he's comfortable. We didn't have to take him in, and it, the, the vet was super nice. They came in. They couldn't have been more respectful, and it went well, see, which I was thrilled to hear. See, the good but, thing with Leo, the, the vet has never been an anxiety thing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Mr. Social. He loves it. He goes in there, shakes his ass. He's excited. He wants to talk to the dogs. He's a big flirt, so he gets lots of treats from the ladies. <laughs> it's 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 never been a big deal, so I'm not dealing with the dog that gets kind of shaky or weird about the vet. I don't know. Well, I and just, this, the, the, my parents' dog, our dog, growing up, it had gotten to a point where it would have, it was even, it would have been difficult to even ask him to to get into the car to transport him there and yeah, everything. So then, you get, then you got to do it. Yeah, that and way. that's the other thing, which like, made sense. I guess, Roberto, your question relates to also is, are you making the right choice? Because when you think about it, you're ending a living being's life, yeah. and they don't really get a say in it. It's crazy. So I thought a lot about it. You know, I went in yesterday in the morning because I thought it was just kind of. I thought it was his allergy again. Like once in a while, he likes to nibble on mulch, and it triggers this his lymph nodes kind of puff up. And I just thought it was that again. So you know, I I, I told Mel, I'm like, hey, I got a, a hole in my schedule here. Like, call a vet. I'll get him in the morning. And I brought him in, and right away I knew something was up because the doc had a different tone when she saw him. And then you know they do they did some tests, and when I was sitting in there for like. 30 minutes, that's when I'm like, okay, we got a real problem here. And she's like, hey, you know, come with me. And again, I'm like, all right, now we're down to DEFCON uh, 2. And then when she opens the door and it's like six nurses, three vets, and they've got an x-ray up, I'm going, all right, we're at DEFCON 1. So that's when it hits you. And then 
she started explain, you know, and I mean, it's it's lymphoma. There's nothing you can do. Like it happens, it happens fast in people. It ha- it can happen even faster in dogs. Like weeks. Is, is it more common with that breed? No, it's just dogs. Like uh-huh. it's it's I, I it just. So she showed me the X-ray and like I you know I'm like all right. So I stopped her midway through. I said, look, just do we? Ha-? I didn't say what are our options because I had already figured out where I was at. Mm. I said, you know do we have any options? And it, it's a hard choice because she laid out one option. And it's, you know, and again, if you're an animal person, I think you'll get it. If you're not, you're going to go, oh my God, this is ridiculous. It, it's a personal decision you make. But the, the option would have been, you know, a mega dose of steroids, chemo, oncologist. Mm. And I just, I stopped there halfway through and I went, all right, two questions. A, can he beat it? And B, what's his quality of life? And she really couldn't give me a great answer about quality of life. I said, right, so the quality of life isn't good, and the best we could do is get it into remission, but it's going to come back. Yeah. So I, I said to her, I said, look, mm. shoot me straight, and same thing with the other vet who was there. You know, and some of the nurses are tearing up. It was a disaster. He's a popular animal at that place. <laughs> That's but so sad. It was, um, you know, I just said, look, well, how much time do we have? And then that's where you could hear a pin drop. Because then it was, I wouldn't wait more than a week. That's how fast it's progressing. And that's, you know, again, I mean, I'm not going to, like, dissect the x-ray, but it's it's not good. And it's a super aggressive form. So, like, I made the decision then. I said, all right, well, look, I'll beat you to the punch. We're not waiting a week. Because she's like, well, he's he's really uncomfortable now, and that can turn into— I I go, look, it's all suffering on one level or another. I said, just let me talk to my wife, and I'll— I'll call you in 24 hours. So I talked to Mel last night, and it was, you know, I think the hard part, there's no good time to do it. Mm-hmm. Like what? Oh, I'll be ready on Wednesday. That you, You're not. Never going to be ready. Right. So what I, you know, you just come to a decision. And, and that was the thing while I was watching Monday Night Football last night is I was just doing so much reading. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right call? And it's universal. You're not going to beat aggressive lymphoma in a dog. Like, you, you just not. You, you might get it into remission, but when it comes back, and it will come back, it's generally in dogs, it's going to be hyper-resistant to treatment, and it's going to kill your dog. Mm. So why, you know, why? Like, why do that to him? You know, and why? And that's even if you got it into remission. And then I had to go back today and just talk to them and just say, hey, look, you know, you basically look someone point blank and you look at a vet and you go, hey, tell me I'm making the right move here. And that's how you know. And you just you just got to do it. So, like, I think the the thing you question, am I doing the right thing? Yep. B, I guess I'm just different than a lot of animal lovers, is that I don't get selfish. Yeah, I think I a lot of people I, get selfish with it and right. do what's best for me. Right. I can't. I mean, I, I – dude, no, I took – I see out. what you're doing is the most unselfish thing you can do. I have to because I just – dude, it's like – And I can't make the decision. I've never had that to make this decision, but it's almost like people that – You'll know. You know, that, that keep their family member on life support or something. Well, and But, yeah. you know, and I'm not – thank God I've never been there, and maybe I would be one of those people. I don't know, no, but, I, you know, I it's mean, even, crazy. Even last night, I mean, I was hanging out with him, you know, watching Monday Night Football, and he just doesn't look right. You know, you can see it in his eyes. He's not happy. He's he's exhausted. He can't sleep comfortably. Like, this is oh. this is rapid <sighs> – this is rapidly attacking his body. See, I mean, Mike, it, it was yeah. two weeks ago Ugh. we brought him in thinking it was the allergy. Got him the medicine. It mm. was a, his nickname there is Chips. 
because once in a while he treats mulch like chips. But like, mm-hmm. I brought him back in. The lymph, some of the lymph nodes had gone down. Others had puffed up. So they did a more aggressive, you know, they did an x-ray and it showed a lot of stuff in places we never would have seen it. Like, there's just no way to see it when he's got, it's in his chest and it's just, mm. long story short, like, I don't know, like, what, what are you doing? You know, he's, it, it, you got to do what's right. And it just sucks. Like his whole personality over the last 72 hours has shifted where he's just, wow, it's a, it's a disaster. So I don't know, man, you just know, you just know you're making the right call. But like the, the <sighs> shittiest thing is like, you're going in and you're, you're prepaying to kill your dog. Like literally I had to go in this morning and I had to, like, they're not going to hit you with a bill. Like, Hey, how was your service today? Yeah, we just put our dog down. Well, here's your bill. No, no you prepay the no. bill. Right. And then they ask you, you know, a couple questions and things. But, like, you know, I set it up, and they told me the availability they want. And they kind of put it towards, at least this is the place I'm using. It's where I've used for over a decade. They're fabulous. Um, they kind of put it mid to late afternoon, kind of end of day, like 3.30. Because they don't want to be at work either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you right. you know, like certain dogs, they see them once. But, like, this is a dog they've seen, geez, man, two, right. three times a, a year yeah. for a decade. Like, he's a popular guy. So it's the end of the day, and we'll go in and do it. But, you know, yeah, prepaying, that's not it's not swiping for uh, a gallon of milk. It was That's the conflicted part as mm-hmm. I'm sitting here now is, like, the finality of the decision you've made. You know, the animal doesn't get to dictate. And you hope you're doing the right thing. You hope you are. Well, you are. But you don't know. See, no. but that, that, that's what I am I'm curious about because I didn't grow up with a pet. Yeah. I didn't have a dog. I grew up, I was, I was close to three dogs in my extended family. Um, and when they, you know, when this situation had to happen or when one of them was poisoned by a neighbor— but oh my god, when they died, it was tough. Yeah, intentionally. It was, it was oh a wild story. But when they died, it was tough. And I, you know, I wasn't in the house with them all the time. But I'm curious on the emotional impact because my mother-in-law is currently, I would say, close to this situation with her dog. And I thought I would be whatever because I couldn't stand the dog, you know. But (laughs) growing up, seeing this dog around my kids, you know, you have kids now in the family and then they're protective over the kids and... You know, the kids start crying when they're a baby, then they're barking at you, take care of this baby. You know, you become close to this pet. It's a family member. So I'm I'm curious on the emotional impact this has, because like you said, you went to take care of what you needed to take care of today. Yeah. Knowing that that's the final. It's the worst. But there's always that there's always that kind of guy like I like my, my dad. I remember, you know, we had a dog in the house, a little Maltese and. You know, he would pronounce up and down that he hated the dog. He didn't give mm-hmm. a shit about the dog. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he'd get that goddamn thing out of here. Yeah. But you probably got brought to his knees when he said goodbye. Right, and then and then, That's but no, but, but you would notice it when my grandmother wasn't around to take care of the dog. My my dad would be the one to mm-hmm. make sure the dog had food and was fed and all that stuff, but still would be you know indignant. That, that, that. Roberto, that's exactly how I feel about my mother in law's <laughs> dog. I can't stand him, couldn't stand him, but you get into this point, and I'm like, what would it be without this dog? Well, there it is. No, I mean it's it's like that's the. I think that's the strange part is like if and again I don't begrudge anybody if they're not animal lovers I get that mm-hmm. I hate cats some people love cats don't like dogs I'm a dog person I I think it's interesting is like 
the relationship you have with dogs is is different than people because dogs simply bring only the good stuff about us yeah. to the table. Yeah. They don't bring any of the bad stuff. Like if you had four checkpoints with dogs, it's unconditional love. There's zero judgment, right? You don't get that with most people in your life. You well, got, unless they crap in the house or something, and then you know, I, I'll, I'll yell. But that's I mean, your I get that, that's that your way, fault, but. though. That's not the dog's <laughs> right, fault. right, right. That's not that's not the dog's fault. Like, what are they supposed to do? Call you on your cell? <laughs> no, it's unconditional love. There's no judgment. They 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 are great at reading the room and understanding where you're at for the day. Yep. Um, it's a loyalty you don't get from 99 percent of people in your life, and it's it's just I, you know again like dogs are really the high point of of what human beings bring to the table so look man i mean for some people it doesn't connect and that's cool i mean shit people like golf i don't like golf oh what, what do you, how dare you what do you know i'm just saying like it's <laughs> you either get it or you don't and i don't get golf but i get dogs and that's the hard part let me ask you this so i was looking into some things myself are you you're you're what are, are you going to be uh cremating or oh yeah or, you know uh, that's I told him I gotta, I gotta, I don't know. That's not my call. Cause I, I don't have a need for it. Um, if Mel wants it, we'll do it. There's I mean, an option now where you can. No, don't even say it because what? I will, I will punch you in the throat. What? This, these people taxidermy yeah. in their pets. No, 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 no. no, no. Absolutely. You not. can take the ashes from the cremation and have them pressed into a vinyl record. It's a clear vinyl record, no. and you how can see the ashes in it. Yeah, how are we talking about vinyl and it would now? Have his favorite song on it. No, listen. <laughs> oh my what? God. Listen. I'm just saying. Listen. No, but I don't want you to get mad about it. But is is taxidermy a, an option? People do that. Oh, yeah. People do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I couldn't even. I, Dude, I, 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 I can't is, even imagine. That. that is pet cemetery. Yeah. yeah. Nah, man. I got plenty of pictures. I'm good. Whoa. Like that's yeah. No, I'll say goodbye tomorrow. I, I left that option open because I didn't want to speak for her. And she was unavailable, being that she's educating the youth at the time I was there. Uh, I'll talk to her about it tonight. She can do what she wants to do. I'll leave it in her hands. But Imagine no. if you had just made the decision yourself. No. I mean, to, how? To tax attorney. Oh, my God. Yeah, you bring him home, and he's in an action well, pose. Yeah, yeah wow. we're, we're doing a celebration of life of Leo as Michigan pounds us without mercy Saturday. If you did, if you did that, I would never show up at your house can you again. Ima- can you imagine if I, t- I, 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 t- I, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. But, like, yeah, you taxidermy him in the Heisman Trophy post. Oh, my God. <laughs> like an estate jersey. Well, that's, I mean, what, that, that's absurd. Now, maybe something more classy would be like, maybe you should have like a nice oil painting in the house. Oh, the, the Costanza. Nice canvas. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm oh, good. Yeah. I'm good, man. Come on. No, I've, nah, man, I got pictures. And it's, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. Like, I think if people are thinking about getting a dog, you can't go, oh, well, I, I, I never want to do this, so yeah. I'll never get one. That's like, where I'm at, though, now David, with this story. You'll, you'll miss out on a decade of, of good times. <sighs> right. For a week of, he had a bad couple weeks, but he had 10 years of right. good times. Right. I don't know. I mean, look, I guess the other thing, too, is I'm trying to keep perspective in it. And and I think that's, dude, it's so key in life. And, and it's, you know, something I've worked on the last five or six years to try to have better perspective for myself on things. But, like, my dad had to make these decisions with his own parent. I mean, that's all coming for us, guys. Yeah. Like, like, let's just be real. There are going to be people listening to this who right now yeah. have to make the decision to put their parent in a home. Yeah. Have that conversation. Yeah. You know, have to wipe your parents' ass after they shit themselves in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, like that's all coming for it. us. Right. Okay. So you get the point. Like yeah. there is a perspective here where, hey, man, I love them to death, but it, there, there's going to be bigger challenges down the road. Yeah. It's just 
it's you know I don't know it's 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 weird too like I have the other dog and you know I was talking to a buddy who grew up with two dogs and lost one of them and you know it tripped the other pet out like the other pet grieved Mm. and kind of didn't know like where where's you know I forget the name of the dog shame on me but he's like where's Bobby you know who the hell would name their dog Bobby I don't know (laughs) where's Bobby where's Cookie Um, but no like I you know that's you know, of course, I'm already thinking about, like, there's no way I'm going to have a one-dog household. Mm. Right. I'm going to have to, to, but I can't, I can't run out and get another dog now. No, right. Because right. respectful. Oh, it would be. And right. plus, I got to be honest, I don't know that I'd like the new one nearly as much as I like this one. Right. Yeah, yeah you will. No, nah, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. I, Take listen, time. Listen, it, he, th- th- this is, what, what did they call Justify when he won the Triple Crown? He was the horse of a lifetime. This is a dog of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> this dog was a gentleman. He was a legend. Do you know how much shitty sports he watched with me? <laughs> that poor dog. And, and, mean, great, and great sports. Yeah, well, Michigan State football was his primary highlight. Yeah. But, like, man, can you imagine this animal? Great dog. Is 10 and change. He has watched every Lions game <laughs> every Sunday, sometimes twice on the quick cut. And this, I mean, how many be- yeah. Pistons from 2009 to now? Oh. I mean, really, Tigers. No playoffs. Yeah, no playoffs. Right. Yeah, no playoff win. Tigers have been pretty damn bad for a majority of his uh-huh. life. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, much bad. He's also, yeah, he watched a lot of league pass, too. A lot of jazz, you know, jazz Raptors at 1030 oh at night. Come on. <laughs> hey, guys, let's take a minute to talk about our, our signature sponsor here, uh, the D Las Vegas. Now, I know Roberto, the last time I saw him with his legs crossed like this, leaning back with a grin on his face, was at the long bar. Lord knows how many drinks deep you were. <laughs> but the D Las Vegas has got it all. We just got a foot of snow here in Detroit. Do you want to endure this or do you want to get away? Be in a place like Vegas that hasn't seen snow ever. Check out the D. Save on the room. Get out and about. Go on a tour of the facility, so to speak. And take a look at the horse racing game on the second floor where Sully is passed out face first. It's it, Listen, yep. it's a big time. The D.com to book your stay today. They got the long bar, the sports book, Circa Sports now open at their sister property down the street at Golden Gate. So much to do, so little time. It's the D.com to book your stay today. It's the D Las Vegas. It's your home for sports in Vegas. Here's my question. Like, David and Sully, you guys don't own pets. But, Sully, you just bought a house, so that comes into play. Yeah, comes absolutely. Into something play. I've, I've been thinking about. Yeah. David, like, you have two young boys, and that dog will be their best friend, or depending on the breed you buy, it'll be their biggest protector. Yep. Like, is there any consideration? Oh, yeah, there's two? a consideration. I'm just waiting on the kids to be more responsible, but it will happen. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what you get if you got two little kids. You can go both ends of the spectrum. And I already I, know what I want. So Let me hear it. I want a German Shepherd. Mm. I want a German Shepherd because have we had this conversation? Well, because I talked, I no. just talked about the three dogs that. No, no, I, I, uh-huh. hold on. We just had a moment. Yes, Why, you your, do my right hand to God. I was going to say German Shepherd. Seriously? Yeah, because if you train a German <laughs> Shepherd right, yes, the German Shepherd will assume the role of protector willingly. Yes, not something you instill in them. Yes, and if if need be, that German Shepherds have a just a surgical ability. To know the absolute moment that yes. those kids are about to be in danger. Yes. That dog will take a bullet for those kids. I, and I, I'm not kidding. Yes. You can read about this. You train a German Shepherd right. 
That dog, it, it's like having a second dad in the house. Wow. Yes. Well, it's, it's un. I, I can't believe you said that. Well, because I have history with the German Shepherd. You met my uncle, Sully. I think you met my uncle. Oh, he, he wears two bow ties. Yes. It's incredible. Yep. He was a fireman. They had a German <laughs> Shepherd. This was one of the dogs I was close to. They had a German Shepherd. You know, but firemen, they're gone 24 on, 24 off, all that stuff. The German Shepherd knew when my uncle was gone. It would come upstairs every time he was at work and go in the room with my aunt to protect my aunt yeah. and the kids yep. and my cousins. I totally Every agree. single time. He would just know, like, all right, it's my turn. Come on upstairs and lay in that room. And when he heard something, he would get up yeah. and, and do what he needed to do. That's why I love German Shepherds. No, that, there's no question. I can't believe. Wow. They probably shed a lot, though. They well, do shed a lot. Yeah. But, you know, you get the dog, you got to be prepared yeah. for yeah, it. I what mean, about Bull Mastiff? I've had a history with those. Oh, my. Yeah, my uncle died no, in the Atlanta. Other, they're, they're craniums like the yeah, size I of know. the fucking and so watermelon. Are, and so are their shits. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> That's was, the, was, there, was, was there a human back? Yeah. Was there a 300-pound man in our yeah, backyard? What <laughs> just happened. No, you know the other you know the other dog that's wonderful for children, but I, I, I can't recommend it because of the health problems? Is an English bulldog. I was going to say that. English yeah. bulldogs are notorious for their patience. Yep. So kids, they can't crack them. Like literally, kids could be messing with the dog, getting right in their face. <laughs> and the dog, well, the dog will not give them what they want. Like yeah. it's, it, it'll teach kids all about determination. But the problem with English, and I originally was going to get an English when I got Leo, and after doing the research, and I talked to a buddy of mine who was a vet, and he just goes, "Look, man, I just you don't see them." in here over the age of five without major medical. Yeah. And I just... Expensive. Well, and that's... Look, it's also about fairness. You know, like I had looked at... Like, I love Dobermans. I think Dobermans are gorgeous. Uh, they're beautiful animals. They're incredibly intelligent. My wife wants that. But they live to like six or seven years yeah. because of... I, I forget if it's a heart issue or a brain issue or like the brain never stops growing. I don't know. Whatever it is. The point is... I can't do that. Like, Leo, it was supposed to be between 10 and 12 is what you get out of a, a, a French Bulldog. Mm. Unfortunately, he's on the short side of it. But overall, like, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is if you're going to do it, you got to get something that works for your lifestyle. Like, are you going to be home to exercise yep. that dog? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not home enough to do that. And no, I'm not going to go and go, well, listen— uh, you know, uh, like David will name his horse uh, Roethlisberger, like Roebanger. Like, no, I'm not taking— A-B. Yeah, A-A-B. I'm not taking A-B for a walk at 9 o'clock <laughs> at night in the snow because he hasn't had his twice-daily exercise. Uh -huh. I'm not right. doing that. Right. So that's the hard part. Like, Sully, I mean, are, are you— I know you say that the missus isn't moving in anytime soon. No. But we know she has a toothbrush there, and we know <laughs> oh, she's— of course. We know she's moving in, so— when it's not if, but when will you get a dog? Well, I see you more as a cat. I mean, guy. She, believe me, I have this conversation. <laughs> I have this conversation all the time because she's trying to. She always tries to convince me to. Sully just petting his pussy. <laughs> 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 of course, like Roberto would say, no, I, I, oh, "Come on, I needed a laugh, will you? It's been a tough two days." I uh, no, she asked me. She tries. Wants me to get a cat. She wants me to get a dog. Uh, I've said I've been very firm on no to a cat. Um, Good but, but I've, I've said, yeah, I'll consider getting a dog. You know, I'm not going to get one in the winter. Maybe in the spring, summer, I'd consider it more. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm definitely considering a dog. Now, what kind of dog? I can go either way on that. I'm not, like, steadfast on getting a certain type of dog, so i got to do my research what on that. What about a Leo? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I love your French Bulldogs. Um, 
Listen, here's what anything is on the table. Just gotta, I gotta really do my research and figure out which would be best. Yeah, it's, it's a really it. weird dog he could get, like a a weird dog. Yeah, like it was like, a, like a hot dog dog. Or no, like, yeah. dachshunds. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a friend who's got two of those. I forget. God, shame on me. I only know the name of one of them. The point is, they <laughs> love dachshunds, the little hot dogs. Yeah, I, I mean, they're hilarious. But like, it was funny. It, it's it, it, the weird. You know, the weird part too, though. And I, again, I I assume this is. I don't know. Don't parents celebrate when all the kids move out of the house? I can't, wait. I can't wait. So right. Yeah. Like, I would imagine parents pop bottles, but like this is the opposite. <laughs> I don't like, see that happening ever. But. It's going to be really, <laughs> it'll be really weird. Like I'll have a couple people over on Saturday for the state game. Mm-hmm. Nothing big or anything. It'll be incredibly strange for him yeah. not to be there. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. So weird. Yeah. Like that's, or even like, like my wife goes to bed earlier than I do. Cause again, like she's up at five 30 in the morning. Um, like nights? Oh yeah, I mean that. It'll be very strange. Where, like, you know, like the you can tell who's walking around your home. Like if you have two kids and a wife, you know the walks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you I, know I, who's about to enter that room. Yes. Yeah. It'll be strange for him yes. not to be rumbling down the stairs uh-huh. to come and watch Warriors Kings at ten thirty. Now night. is your wife going tomorrow too? At tomorrow afternoon, or is it just you? Yeah. No, she wants to go. Gotcha. I I told her. I said, listen, I'll handle it if you want. But I, I told her, I said, I do think you will regret not being there. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, no, I, I mean, it, this is also a part of it, Roberta. You asked the question, like, there's no edict where life is always supposed to be fun. There are going <laughs> to be difficult things here. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I, I've come to grips with it. Like, no, it doesn't mean I'm not sad. It doesn't mean it's not going to beat me up. But, like, I also was there to see the x-ray. You know, I also have a good stock of what we're dealing with here. And the longer we wait, the bigger chance he's going to be in some real pain, and I'm just not going to allow it. Mm-hmm. Well, my thing, you know, the first thing I go to yesterday, because I'm in a total, like, juvenile state, and I was, I was like, let him eat steak. Give him, uh, <laughs> give right. him some, like, uh, you're, you're, you're going you to want to... Let him eat like a king. You're going to want him to last spend his last hours, yeah. you know, with diarrhea. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's just not what I we're going to do. that's wrong. But no, I, you know, like I said, so... I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll probably be in a decently bad mood the rest of the week, and then we'll we'll figure it <laughs> oh, out. Man. But, like, I, it's, yeah, it's shit. But what I would say, if there is a lesson in this, do not allow the pain of saying goodbye to outweigh the joy of ownership. Yeah. It, it, trust me. You got, a, you got a good memory basket that is filled with a thousand. And if this is the bad, along with the one time he... he Got into something and got sick everywhere, and I had to take the living room area. Oh, remember that story. <laughs> my my point is, uh, good a thousand, bad half a dozen, and you just have to view it that way. And it's like, I don't know. I I I just I can't imagine our life. You know, I don't know where our life's going to go, and I I don't know if we'll end up turning around and having kids or not. I don't think so. But like, I can't imagine, regardless of what we end up doing, our house not having. A couple dogs. I just can't. I, I I don't. I don't know. Like it sounds stupid, but like you, they're like members of your family. It's just what it is. It's what it becomes. Mm-hmm. Well, when my when my wife and kids brought home the second dog, this hasn't even been a year yet, which was against your will. I was so defiant, and I was like, <laughs> God damn it! Why are we doing this? This is just ridiculous. No more. Now he's your favorite. Oh, now it's. I'm in his what business twenty four seven. Uh, the Beagle Bassett is uh, Bobo. 
Excuse me? Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> yeah. But but that's his, his actual birth is like Bo, B-E-A-U. Bobo. Right. Okay. And <laughs> what's the other one? And If it's embarrassing, you don't have to say Well, the, the other dog, he already had a name when we got him, and he had his collar, he had his name oh. tag and everything. We had you know rescued him from a family who just didn't want him anymore. What's, mm. his, what's his name? And he is Herman. Herman! <laughs> now, see, I like that. I got a buddy. I got a buddy. Herman who bought, Herm. I say Herm. I got a buddy who lives in San Francisco, and he bought a Bernese Mountain Dog. Ooh. He named it Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, like Kevin. Yeah, yeah. You got a name. Oh, what's your dog's name? Bob. Kevin, yeah. John, Peter. John. Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> well, big power's at it again. That's right. Leaving you in the dark, and they don't give a damn about you. Flashlights, candles, who cares? It's a nightmare. Don't do it anymore. Go solar with Power Home Solar. They make it easy to switch. They hook you up with battery storage with your installation, so no more searching for a flashlight when big power leaves you in the dark again. Own your power. Don't rent it. Power Home, number one residential solar provider in the state, one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels, 30-year warranty, so you own your power. You don't just rent it from the power company. As an official partner of the Lions, they've installed solar panels at Ford Field, Allen Park, and they are building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy. You want to see if solar's right for you? Go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com, or you simply give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. Okay, that time of the week, and it's always a pleasure to be joined by the legendary CBS Sports Dave Richard. Now, Dave, you uh, I believe you invented the auction draft format, right? Yes, that's right. In fact, I'm the reason why auctions exist anyway. <laughs> eBay, uh, Christie's, right. whatever. Uh, I, I'm the, I invented the gavel. I invented auctions, and uh, yes, of course, auction fantasy Very, I wish I could take credit for that. I'd be loaded. Very impressive. Yeah, you would be. Oh, my God, the technology behind that or the just the principle, whatever. Um, okay, so, Dave, a million questions for you this week, but I want to start with, uh, just simply put, do you have a guy in mind, number one waiver wire acquisition here, and I can't believe I'm saying it, week 11 already? Yeah, I can't believe it's week 11 either, and I think it's Brian Hill of the Atlanta Falcons, whether you need a running back or not. We know that Devontae Freeman is going to miss at least a game or two, it, it sure seems like, which means that Hill is going to fall into the lead running back role in Atlanta. Hmm. And I'm, I'm in the middle of watching his film from last week against New Orleans. And granted, it's New Orleans, one of the toughest run defenses in the NFL. And he looks okay. Like, he's definitely got some juice to his game. Um, in blitz pickup, he actually managed to do well on one. I was impressed by it. Really good speed to the edge. He was out running defenders there. And any running back that's going to have a shot at getting over 15 touches in a game is good news for fantasy managers. But one that's going to take on a Panthers defense that's been dreadful against the run over their last four games. Think about this. Four of the last five running backs Carolina's faced mm. has had at least 18 non-PPR fantasy points. Wow. They've given up 11 touchdowns to running backs in their last five games. This is who Brian Hill is going to see. So the one-time former college teammate of Josh Allen, and he had big numbers at Wyoming, for whatever that's worth, <laughs> he's going to get a good chance now with Atlanta. He'll probably still share with somebody like Kenyon Barner, Cadre Allison. They'll get in the mix a little bit, but Hill will be that lead guy, and I think he just might have a little bit more uh, 
wiggle it to his game and speed in his legs than what Devontae Freeman has. Well, and speaking of running backs, my God, there's a lot of questions this week about running backs that people have. But how about Arizona? Kenyon Drake, in his second game with the Cardinals, he doubled up the number of rushing attempts as David Johnson and was far more efficient. But do you honestly believe this is going to be Kenyon Drake's show moving forward? If David Johnson plays like he did on Sunday, then yes. Okay. I do, I do believe that because David Johnson did not look like himself. He was either, there, there was, he didn't get a lot of run. But on one of his carries, he either looked like he was trying to be like the most patient running back in the history of professional football, <laughs> or he was slow and lacked explosiveness and really just wasn't the same David Johnson that we've come to know. And I think Cliff Kingsbury realized it too, and he kind of used that fumble that he had as an excuse to bench him and to go with Drake. Because we saw from Drake two games ago that he just he's got some – serious firepower right now and he's a good fit for that Arizona offense and he didn't quite show that on Sunday against Tampa Bay and again another really tough run defense the Bucks have been really good in that regard but I think Drake might be the better running back in Arizona moving forward and I would certainly start him against San Francisco again next week uh, particularly with the 49ers no Quan Alexander in the middle of that defense and they just got done playing 74 snaps on Monday night now they've got to turn around and get ready for Arizona on Sunday, I think there's actually a sneaky opportunity for Drake to be good in DFS, and I think if you've got him on your team, you've got to consider him a low-end number two running back. Sure. Now, you also mentioned a guy, you said Josh Allen about a minute ago. What about head over to Buffalo, the Bills running back situation? What do you make of that right now, Devin Singletary, your take on that whole thing? You know, they did not use Devin Singletary enough last week, and it was a good matchup against Cleveland. They honestly, they should have run him at least 15 times what do you have, like eight carries in the game? It was pathetic, and he had six-plus yards on half of those eight carries. And he was on the field at the end of the game. Frank Gore struggled near the goal line. I wonder if we're just going to see Devin Singletary take on an even larger role. And this happened two, three weeks ago, where Singletary was clearly the better back. The media questioned the Bills, why didn't you use them more? And then he went out and he had 20 carries, and the Bills were rolling. Um, another matchup comes up against Miami that's really favorable for Devin Singletary. He's went to college in South Florida. I believe he's from South Florida as well. Yep. So kind of a homecoming for him. I think Devin Singletary is, is absolutely, uh, if you used him last week, don't be depressed about it. And start him again this week against the Dolphins. Now a couple other names to throw out at you before we get to uh, certainly some questions as well. But how about your outlook on Ronald Jones right now? Rojo had a great game, right? 100 yep. yards, touchdown, eight catches. But, man, he did not run well between the tackles. He had a fumble on a reception in the game. I don't know. I don't. I, I think he's still, and, and Bruce Aaron said as much, he's a work in progress as far as being uh, a capable NFL back, certainly a three-down back. There were a bunch of catches they had in the game where the ball kind of you know, juggled in his hands a little bit before he actually secured it and, and went on to make a play. He's, he's got some good traits. There's no question about it. He's a much better player than he was at this time last year. But I think it's, I think it's a, a trap to think that he's going to get you 100 total on a touch every single week, especially this week against New Orleans. And I'm not convinced he's going to have a lot of catches each week moving forward, and a lot being five-plus. Yep. I think he might be able to remember, coming into this game, Sully, he only had his max uh, performance this year in catches was like, Right. I don't, I don't think he had more than two catches in the game at all this year, 
and I think four catches is his career high. Um, I, I don't see. I think there's a. This is a good time to sell high on Ronald Jones. So if you're in a fantasy league, you've got Jones. You picked him up maybe last week. See what you can get for him because someone might buy into him for a lot more than what you'll than what he should buy in for. I don't. I think this is his best game of the year that he just had. He won't be better than this. Plus, we're going to see more of Peyton Barber. Uh, Bruce Arians said after the game that he liked having Peyton Barber fresh for the fourth quarter, and Barber was in there. Scoring touchdowns, had a better yeah. rushing average than Ronald Jones over the course of the game. And, uh, yeah, could see Peyton Barber kind of bounce back a little bit here, too. Dave Richard, CBS Sports. Now, Dave, i got to ask, i got to have a selfish question for you here because I'm biased, I'm biased on two fronts. A, I'm a lifelong Lions fan, and B, I have Marvin Jones on my team. But I do think that this question I'm about to ask you is also very relevant from a national perspective as well for anyone playing fantasy. What do you make of the value of Lions receivers if Stafford goes on IR? Or just even simply put, without Matthew Stafford in this offense, how do you value the Lions wide receivers? Well, I think you saw pretty clearly that Jeff Driscoll isn't anywhere near good enough to yeah. to make these guys great. I mean, if you give Stafford that type of, of, uh, of, of pass attempt workload, even against Chicago, I think the numbers for both Jones and Galladay would have been a lot better. I think the numbers for Amendola would have been better, too. I'm, I'm definitely concerned. I think with both receivers, Jones and Galladay, you need them to score touchdowns to really come through for fantasy purposes. Galladay did exactly that against the Bears. It was one of the few deep throws that Jeff Driscoll, A, completed and B, attempted. So I'm nervous about Galladay. His value actually went down despite scoring a touchdown having a good game last week. And I think Marvin Jones, what do you have, five catches, 70-some-odd yards? I almost think that you expect that from him Mm -hmm. every week. And that will probably be the case with Jeff Driscoll. The bigger issue here is that the Lions just can't run the ball. Oh no! Why they didn't put in a waiver claim for Mike Davis is beyond me. I think Mike Davis could have helped out their run game a little bit. They're sticking with what they have now. And what they have now is really, really heinous. And having Jeff Driscoll as the quarterback to try and kind of – coordinate all that, I, I think that's rough. So because they'll throw a lot and because their defense just hasn't been playing to expectations either, I think that gives Galladay and Jones a chance every week. But you, you shouldn't have huge expectations. You can't start Galladay anymore and say, all right, number one fantasy stud receiver. I think, I think that that's a little bit out the window so long as Stafford is sidelined. And the other issue is that the more Driscoll plays, the more likely it is the Lions lose, the more likely it is they say, all right, we're not going anywhere this year. Let's let Matthew Stafford rest up. And now, bang, we're not seeing Stafford at all the rest of the season. All right, one more uh, one more big picture question for you before we get to the rapid fire. Dave, what would be, and let me ask it this way, what would be your biggest piece of advice for everyone out there right now preparing for fantasy football playoffs? Because what I mean by that is you go online, you see people saying, hey, uh, here's some guys you should stash for the playoffs. Or, you, or, hey, make sure you're looking at each team's schedule to see what matchup's the most favorable. Do you have any, I guess, general piece of advice for anyone thinking, you know what, i got to start really preparing for my playoffs. I'm going to be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I do. There's there's three types of fantasy managers at this point in the season. There's the ones that have a terrible record, um, seven losses or more. They know they're not going anywhere. They can pack it in. You know, they should still be competitive in their leagues. They should set lineups each week, and it's up to them if they want to, you know, take guys off the waiver wire and play spoiler in their leagues. But they're not making the playoffs. Then there are those that have six to four losses, and they're competing, contending, trying to get into the fantasy playoffs in their league. 
It depends on their league. If the first place team has three losses, then I guess they've got a better chance of making it than not. But if you're a playoff contender, you should probably consider making a trade. And if you're like a cinch for the playoffs, you're ten and zero, you're nine and one, something like that. You also might want to consider making a trade. The two types of trades that you usually see this time of year, Sully, are two for one deals, mm-hmm. where a team will give up two really good players for one stud, or two flexish type players for one pretty good player. And the, the the rationale behind that is I'm fighting to make my playoffs. My starting lineup isn't that good. I've got five losses. I've got six losses. I need to win now. I will trade an Adam Thielen who can't help me right now, a T.Y. Hilton who can't help me right now, um, a player that's on by this week. Aaron Rodgers is someone that you could trade right now um, just to make a move so you can win now. And the team that's only got one loss or two losses or no losses if you're really lucky that's the team that'll take those players and they'll wait for them to come back. They don't mind so much losing at this point. Their focus is on having a roster full of studs without many lineup decisions by the time week 13-plus rolls around. That's the whole idea. If I've got a team that's 9-1, and one, I don't want to have to make tough lineup decisions that could cost me a win in the fantasy playoffs. I want my studs. I want to know who they are. I want to have my bench behind them as best as it can be. But I really want to make sure I've got that lineup all put together. And the more studs, the more obvious, no doubt about it, starters that I have and that I can trade for now, giving up my depth to do so, I will take because my focus is on the fantasy postseason. All right, Dave, rapid fire. As little or as much time as you want on this one. Starting with one that kind of confused me because this guy is on my team, and I think he still had, I think, nine and a half, ten points this week. But someone asking, should I, should I keep starting Tevin Coleman? I think you got to look at him as a number two running back, and I, I, I can't help but like the matchup for him this week against Arizona. The one problem is that whether Matt Breida plays or not, he is going to lose work, mm-hmm. and I guess he's a little bit more touchdown dependent than uh, than I really wanted to believe. I know that he had already been getting that work, but now it's pretty clear that if he doesn't get that work, the odds are he's probably not going to get you 100 total yards. So he's he's still in the starting range, but... He's not a number one guy like he had potential to be. Now he's more of a number two and maybe closer to the bottom of that range than the top. All right, is it safe to say is it safe to say that Robert Woods is droppable? No, he's not. I, I disagree with that. I uh I I spit in that general direction, Sully. I think that <laughs> Robert Woods does have some good some good potential and you kinda of saw it against Pittsburgh. It was a tough matchup and I know in non-PPR, it wasn't an amazing game, and I know that it sucks that he's not scoring touchdowns. But I think Robert Woods is still going to get a lot of work in that in that L.A. offense, and, and as long as Brandon Cooks is away and it looks like he's going to miss another game, the target should be there for him. And uh, they need him because the run game right now, humongous question mark, offensive line, big trouble. They need to start scheming up ways to get Robert Woods the ball in the short area. They did that a lot last year. And on screens, end around stuff like that, he was pretty good. He was he was getting some good numbers. I still think he's got decent wide receiver two value. All right, and last one for you, Dave. Can you trust starting Nick Foles as your quarterback the rest of the year? No, that's easy. Absolutely, and you don't have to. Like that's the other good part about it is that you don't have to say, all right, well, yeah. Nick Foles is out there. I got to get him. Right? Who, who says I got to get Nick Foles? Besides. The Jaguars who went out. <laughs> no, I, I love I love Nick Foles, but I I can't even say that. Look, I, I I think two quarterbacks that have really nice schedules late in the year 
are David, David, Daniel Jones with the Giants. Okay. And Ryan Tannehill with the Titans. Both of them are on bye this week. So you can get them and kind of sit on them. You're not going to use them as soon as they come back off bye. Tannehill's got the Jaguars, and then he's at Indianapolis, and then at Oakland, things get better for him after that. And then with Jones, when he comes off the bye, he's got Chicago, that'll be tough. And then it lightens up Green Bay, Philly, Miami, Washington. Washington in Week 16. Your fantasy championship, you might be starting Daniel Jones. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. He could help be a league winner for you. So, too, could Darius Slayton. So what I would do is, if I'm streaming quarterbacks, I'm not looking at Nick Foles at all. I'm I'm getting Derek Carr for this week, next week, and maybe the week after that. And then I'm going to get Daniel Jones first. And if I can't get him, Ryan Tannehill next. And I'm going to stream those two guys the rest of the way. I would do that ahead of Jared Goff, for example. I'm nervous about Jared Goff without that without his offensive line, without Brandon Cook, sure. it could be troublesome for him. All right, Dave Richard, CBS Sports. Make sure you follow this guy on Twitter, at Dave Richard. You can tweet him all your questions. Dave, anything else to uh, tell the people about? No, I, you know, we've got CBS Sports HQ. It's our live 24-7, always on sports site. We've got highlights, scores, analysis, all the things you need to be a smarter, better sports fan. And we talk a ton of fantasy on there every day, noon Eastern, Fantasy Football Today. It's an hour-long fantasy football talk show to help people win their leagues. It's really as simple as that. You just have to go to CBSSportsHQ.com, and it's free. You don't even have to give us your email. It's, it's, it's TV on anything that gets Wi-Fi, and it's glorious. And I would be watching it even if I didn't work for CBS. It's really a special thing that we've built here, and I hope everybody gives it a shot. Love it. Dave Richard, thank you as always, my man. We'll talk next week. You got it. Good luck in your league, Sully. All right, you too, sir. Dave Richard. Thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you next week. Subscribe, rate, review. Uh, We'll talk to you next week.